When I was a student at this great institution many years ago, my roommate at one point, while reading his Rolling Stone, announced from the next room that he would, well, he would do something that was, well, let's say that his suggestion was uh, obscene and humorous. What I had to do to earn this reward was to name who did the song, Town Without Pity. When I shot back Gene Pitney, there was a long pause from the next room. I note with happiness that I, I didn't feel he was obligated to make good on his offer. Aww. I'm sorry to note that Mr. Pitney passed away last week, and the obituaries did note that he was well regarded for his fine singing voice. Um, I bought a CD sometime back, Gene Pitney's 20 Greatest Hits, and I'm sorry to note I didn't actually listen all the way through until after he did pass away, but the guy really did have a set of pipes. His only number one hit came in 1989, but he'd been singing for a long time before that. Uh, I think most famously, he had a huge hit with Town Without Pity and an equally huge hit with The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance uh, from the movie of the same name featuring John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. Kind of a classic in a way with Lee Marvin as the bad guy, Liberty Valance. As I recall, some uh, some bright spark in the movie industry decided that the song just didn't really fit the film, so it was cut loose to be released on its own without actually appearing in any point in the movie. Of course, then it went on and became a huge hit. You hear a lot of eclectic music here on KDVS, and I hope one of our DJs will uh, actually do a tribute to Mr. Pitney. I think I think he deserves it. Cause the point of a gun was the only law that liberty understood When it came to shooting straight and fast, he was mighty good Many a man would Maybe you noticed this item. Uh, yesterday, NASA's Ames Research Center in Mountain View revealed that uh, researchers there are busy trying to develop intelligent systems for spacecraft and uh, launch boosters that are going to go on any uh, manned missions to Mars. It was noted that if American astronauts fly to Mars in the next few decades, they might be chaperoned by NASA's version of thinking machines, electronic brains that will run the spaceship largely without human aid and make lightning-fast decisions to guard the crew against danger. We at Radio Parallax have some doubts about this idea. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me. And I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. Where the hell did you get that idea, Hal? Dave, although you took very thorough precautions in the pod against my hearing you, I could see your lips move. Hal, I won't argue with you anymore. Open the doors. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Hal? Hal? 
Yes, Kay Davidson, writing for the San Francisco Chronicle, noted that these machines for the Mars mission are not likely to look or sound like the red-eyed, suave-voiced Hal, the 1968 blockbuster 2001 A Space Odyssey. And to that we say, we hope not. Returning to our program is Radio Parallax's adult entertainment correspondent, and we're glad she's back after a long hiatus. Christy Canyon, welcome. Welcome back. Well, it's about time you had me back. <laughs> we miss connections on numerous occasions. I know, I know. Life gets so crazy sometimes. We like to think on this program that a couple years back, uh, when we heard about your, your autobiography hitting the market, you'd be a fun guest. And, of course, uh, you certainly were and have been and continue to be. You weren't doing a lot of radio at that time, but that's all changed. It's so weird how my life just takes such turns for the better when I least expect it. Yeah. You know, you're right, when I wrote my autobiography, um, Lights, Camera, Sex, back in, oh, God, 2003. And after it was released, I did, like, a big um, PR kind of tour thing. And part of it, besides the normal bookstores and wonderful radio shows such as yours, <laughs> um, I did a little radio station on satellite known as uh, Playboy. Now, who was, who was operating Playboy at that time? At the time, the two girls... And it was just one show, three hours a day, on XM Satellite. And it was called Night Calls with uh, uh, Julie Ashton and Tiffany Granite. Okay. I did their show about two or three times, actually. I just It was so much fun. And afterwards, I used to always think, God, those girls got so lucky. That's so much fun. The um, manager of Playboy Radio, Farrell, called me up and said, Listen, you know... Julie's out of town for a week, can you fill in? Or uh, Tiffany, uh, you know, went back east to see her family, and or Julie's sick for a date. Like, whenever one of the girls couldn't come in, they would always call me to fill in as a guest host. Okay. And it was just so much fun. I mean, the guests that we have are just so hysterical and so funny. G- give me an example of some of your funny guests. You know, it goes anywhere from somebody like Polly Shore, who's just funny because he's such a goofball. Yeah. To, uh, you know, like these new porn stars, ooh, am I allowed to say that? These new adult film stars that Mm. do just such raunchy stuff. Yeah. It's just, it blows my mind how the business has changed since I quit in 97 until now. I mean, things that they do now in their first month is something I never did in 13 years of adult (laughs) film. Well, we'll we'll leave that for the Playboy (laughs) channel to get into some of the details on. Oh, it's so funny or i mean we just a lot of stuff i don't think i could say on your radio no, station po- po- possibly what we not have on ours but it's just it's so much fun so then last year um while i was guest hosting for a week they said you know listen julie ashton's getting married and she's moving to florida how would you like the job and i said oh my god absolutely so that's how it started and then we took a little two-month hiatus back around the new year because Sirius Satellite got in like a bidding war with XM for our contracts, and now we are a real radio station. Like I said before, it was night calls, three hours a day, and that was it on Playboy. Satellite is big. I know that XM and Sirius are taking, uh, making what are called now terrestrial radio stations a little bit nervous. Uh, uh, how do you like being on the satellites? I love it. I mean, obviously for a show like mine, my, my co-host now, Tiffany Granis, got her own show. It's called Afternoon Advice with Tiffany. Uh, and then 
So her replacement was Ginger Lynn. So how awesome is that to get Ginger Lynn and Christy Canyon? No, you guys are a couple of uh, veterans, I guess you'd say. Classics from the classics era. How would you How would you describe totally. that? Totally. Yeah. You know, we. Are, I mean, we both started in the mid '80s, so you can call it whatever you want. <laughs> well, I'm not ashamed. Damn it. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> now you you told me about this, and I went on, and I've I, I do have serious radio, but uh, it's sort of funny. Uh, you have to actually request that they allow you to get uh, the Playboy channel, which um, so you have to make the phone call. You do. You don't have to pay anything extra. You just have to, they call it opting in, OPT. You have to yeah. opt in um, to hear Playboy. And I guess that's just for legality reasons. Right. What if you've got a kid and they, and our show's, you know, it's a little raunchy at times with some of the guests that we have. So uh, Ginger actually got in trouble the other day. <laughs> She went a little too far with a guess. Hmm, can't imagine. Yeah, uh, oh, I'm sure you can. <laughs> now, uh, when when are you on? Our show, by the way, it's Sirius 198, mm-hmm. and our show is from 4 to 7 California time. Is that Pacific Standard? Yeah. Monday through Friday. I, I'm sure that many of our listeners are going to are gonna want to check it out because, I mean, Satellite's big. I know Howard Stern was complaining uh, yesterday or the day before about the fact that he expects to have 20 million people listening. He's only got four, and he's complaining about it. But four million listeners is an awful lot of people. The first week that uh, we had our show on, on Sirius, um, Howard's really cool. He played like 12 minutes of one of our segments. Yeah. And he just really heavily promoted us. Like he just said how much you know fun we were and how cool we were and this and that. So that was quite an honor. Well, I don't know Howard Stern real well, but from what I do know, I think we can make a pretty fair uh, guess that, that you'll be making an appearance on his show at some point. I hope so. In all my years, I have never met him. When my book came out, yeah. he wanted me to go on his show, but it was the kind of thing where I could plug it if I played, like, rear-end ring toss. I'll use rear-end for a better name. And I just didn't want to play a game Good like that to have to promote for you. Good yeah, for you. Good for you. He'll come to you now in different terms, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I just felt it was so degrading to get a plug-in to have to <laughs> play one of those games that, you know what, it's just not me. It's just, and, and leave it to the 18-year-olds to do it. Well, Christy. It's cuter rear ends anyway. Good, good, good for you. <laughs> Don't you love how clean I'm being for your show? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I started to cut you off, as you mentioned, Ron Jeremy. I guess there was a, a, a film about him sort of having a lighthearted look, I guess, at, at the whole career of Mr. Jeremy. Uh, did, you, did you check that out? Or? Right, I did see it. It was about three or four years ago, and uh-huh. it was great. And he's such an awesome man. I really adore him. A funny guy? Really funny. <laughs> he's so funny, not to work with. But as a person, he's my favorite guy in the adult business. <laughs> I do put work in quotes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm tempted to go some of the, the, the choice uh, descriptions you had in, in your biography, but I think I'll just let, I'll leave it up for our listeners to go, go look up because they were pretty <laughs> They can go get a coffee. They were pretty funny. Christy, this whole satellite thing, it is it's, it's making a lot of people nervous in radio because, you know, I got, I've got serious. I can hear old-time comedy, you know, like Abbott and Costello. You can get uh, uh, a lot of, of course, sports broadcasts are big on both the satellites. But it's amazing me just how much material of, of different natures is available. I, I think they even have, like, a gay channel. Why not? But they have something for everyone, it seems. Which I think is so cool because you would never get that on AM or FM. I mean, I think it's great. The, the, I have to say, I think that satellite is either going to just explode and be like the greatest thing 
or it's going to be like laser discs where people go, "What the heck was that all about?" I'm. I, I think the industry's banking it's here to stay, judging by the number of subscribers coming on board. I hope so. Oh boy, because that is such a great outlet for our radio show. Yeah. I don't think you'll be hearing us on uh, AM or FM anytime soon. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, Stern is advertising the fact he can be Howard Stern, doesn't have to worry about the, the Federal Communications Commission anymore. And, I, and the same thing for you guys. You can say what you want once people have opted in, and it's all considered to be, you know, it's, it's all no issues of censorship. It's so true, and it's amazing. I mean, I think it's just, it's the greatest for me, because we couldn't take our dog and pony show to too many stations. Do they, they must have some limits they place on you, though, don't they? I mean, what sort of things do they say we don't want you to go into? limits and that's what Ginger Lynn got in trouble for. We're not allowed to do sexual acts on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a very good looking guy in the studio. And just went a little too far. So they so they really put their foot down, eh? Yes. <laughs> they actually got mad at that. Can you believe it? That is our only rule. I mean, we can't bash a brand name unless uh-huh. we really believe it. Like, uh-huh. if we took a flight on a certain airline and didn't like it, yeah, we could say, hey, I took this flight, and God, it was the worst, da-da-da. You know, you can't really just start bashing somebody every day, that kind of thing. Issues of slander. Right. Yeah. If, you, if it's your opinion, you could state it once and then be done with it. Otherwise, we have complete free reigns other than no sexual acts allowed. Well, Christy, this is fun. We need, we need this more often. I know. We've got to do little tidbits and updates here and there. Yes, let's let's do that. Oh, Doug, you are so cute. Stay dry. It's pouring rain out here. All right, Christy. Take care, okay. Doug. Okay. Bye. Bye. That was the inimitable Christy Canyon, currently of Playboy Radio, which uh, you can listen to on um, the Sirius Satellite Network. All right, and our final item for today's show is the fact that polygamy has been in the news of late. In view of the fact that HBO put a series on called Big Love about a Utah businessman who has three wives. Although polygamy has been illegal in the United States since 1890, an estimated 40,000 renegade Mormons are doing it anyway. Now, make no mistake about it, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has officially banned the practice, but there is a, quote, growing clamor, unquote, it's said in Utah, to legalize what proponents believe is an alternative, religiously-based family form. Brooke Adams, writing in the Salt Lake Tribune, noted that one day we might look back on the debut of Big Love as the moment plural marriage started to become respectable. Stanley Kurtz, writing in the conservative magazine National Review, noted that uh, conservatives have been ridiculed for years for the so-called slippery slope argument that gay marriage would inevitably lead to the state also blessing polygamy and other alternative relationships. As it happens, the Canadian government is considering decriminalization, and nations that legalized gay marriage a few years ago, including Sweden and the Netherlands, are already seeing legal challenges from polygamists.
All right, that is just about it for today's program. We want to thank Martin J. Smith, author of 20 Life Lessons from the Fiascos That Shaped America. Thanks also to our regular contributors in the area of adult entertainment, Christy Canyon, in the area of sports, Sean Minton. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. We'll see you next Thursday at 5 o'clock when we expect to have a little more, uh, more of our usual fare with some heavy emphasis on next week's program on some science matters and some follow-up on previous topics. Stay tuned for Todd to follow with Hometown Atrocities. We'll see you next week. Back